And the Lord is being good. And I remember when I came back to church, the first thing I saw when I was driving, I went around and saw that green area over there with some uh, uh, palms right there. Like, whoa, that makes a big difference right there, seeing it green. Looks really nice. Beautiful. Uh, what I'm going to ask you right now is, first of all, uh, how many of you have a phone, a cell phone with a text message service? Yeah, how many of you? And you guys use a text message service. Is a few of you? Just raise your hand. Is there a few of you? Uh, but raise your hand. I mean, some of you, no, 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 just keep it there. Do you use it? Okay, now, do you use it? You guys don't pay extra if you send a text message, right? Okay, do you know my phone number, which is in the bulletin? You do. What I need you to do during the service, okay, during this sermon, I just want you to do something that, that maybe you can use your phone by this month. At the end, I'm going to pray. And what I want for you is to send me a text message to my phone number, and it's going to be here just moving and you know, vibrating. It's not going to be, you know. You can send a text message for a reason for which we are going to pray today at the end. All right? So you could say, I've been going through these issues. I've been going through these problems. Send it. And I know I don't have many of you, your number in my phone, so it's going to appear just like a number. So I'm not going to even know about who is the one sending the text message. Other than maybe Bob, the elders, things like that. I know, okay, I know now. But other than that, please feel free during the service to send a text message asking for a special prayer. At the end, we are going to pray for that. Maybe we can use technology like that, right? So we usually say, everybody, don't use your, text, your, your, your phone and text people during the service. But this time you can do it. All right? Just do it if you want. Like I said, the phone number is there. I'm, at the end of the service, before I pray, I'm going to read a few of them maybe. Just mention, nothing in detail. And we are going to pray for those text messages that you send. I guess that's something to do. If you're a kid and I know you have a phone, you can use it that way. All right. Let's open our Bibles and mark. Mark chapter 4, and we are going to read, uh, maybe by the title you already know, and maybe by the picture and the bulletin you already know, what we are going to be talking about. You see a big tree right there with a few birds, I think we have four of them here, and the title is the big, the, sorry, the Bible's small big lesson. Um, like I said before, let's open our Bibles in Mark chapter 4. And I'm going to start the sermon by telling you something simple. Ah, it's vibrating. Already one sent a text message. I feel it. Already vibrating. So you see me kind of like jumpy sometimes. It's because I feel that, that vibration of the phone. All right. There is one thing that I want to share with you. And I'm not going to mention the name of the church because I don't want for the people of Hemet to feel bad about it. So, uh, oh, did I say Hemet? Oh, look at me. All right, this thing have the second one. Thank you. Uh, I remember when I got to the church on Hemet, the Hemet church, the first Sabbath. I remember when, when uh, I got there, I was really nervous. That was my first time that I preached in English. And everybody was kind of like, wow, what is he going to say? I was really worried. I was really nervous. How I'm going to speak the English? You know, I was practicing sometimes in the mirror. Like, and then the Lord. No, that's, that's the one. And then the Lord. So, so, something. You were, I was practicing. After the service, I remember, 
I was standing outside by the, by the door, and at least three or four people, when they shake my hand, the first thing they said is, Pastor, welcome back. Uh, you know what? I didn't know it was you, the one who were coming. I said, why? Well, I thought you were taller. So by the moment that person said that, I was thinking, okay, so that means that I'm short. Okay? And then another one, Pastor, I didn't know it was you by your last name. I thought you were kind of like, you know, Marufo, kind of like European. Uh, yes, it's bad to be Hispanic. Thank you. You know, you were thinking, and people were coming like, Pastor, I didn't know it was, I mean, they, they were kind of like surprised that it was me, the one who was assigned to be the pastor, one of the pastors there. And I'm thinking, I, after that day, I know they mean well, and I was thinking, wow, what kind of impression do you give to someone, maybe just by your name, even by the picture, because they were showing a picture of me with gray hair, and I thought, they even thought I was older, not as young as I am right now. They're like, wow. And we all get this impression. When you receive a new pastor, you think, oh, he's going to be the best pastor around. That happens. When you call someone new, oh, he's going to be the new, the new first elder or the new head, head elder. Oh, he's going to be the best one because we know. And you expect, you have these expectations. You know, in the Bible, we are going to read the story. A story that Jesus tells to all these people. Chapter 4, Mark. And we are going to read starting in verse number 26. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, that he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, the put, the, he puts the sickle, I guess that's the way you say it, to it because the harvest has come. Now, I want you to imagine this. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and the first thing he says, the kingdom of heaven is like. How disappointing for many of these people. I can only imagine Jesus talking to all of his disciples, saying, guys, the kingdom of heaven is like this. And they were probably thinking something great, just like the story I was telling you. These people were thinking I was older, I was maybe smarter. It's you. And Jesus comes to his disciples and says, the kingdom of heaven is like this plant, this that grows out of nowhere. You just put it right there, and then it grows. You don't have to do anything about it. He probably was telling the best thing around. He was probably mentioning that story because he was hoping for them to grab the message. And seems to be at that moment after the story, everybody was like, huh? The kingdom? When you talk about a kingdom, especially for those people, you have to realize they were, un, they, they, they were pressured by the Roman Empire. That's like a kingdom, isn't it? With someone in charge. They knew about King David who did have a kingdom, and they were not part of that kingdom anymore. So they were thinking the kingdom of heaven is like a plant, something that grows so at that moment, I can only imagine Jesus giving this speech and just being quiet. Everybody like, huh? 
Then Jesus, and this is the main point now. This is what we are going to be spending time. Then in verse number 30, the Bible says, Again, he said, Again, one more time, he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? We stop right there. He realizes that his people, the followers of God, they were not really focusing, they were not really having the right idea about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. And we are going to be talking about that and about two other sermons later on. About the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. They didn't realize to the point that Jesus, who you know Jesus is, he said, okay, okay, now what, how shall I put it? Let's see, how shall I tell them how is or what is the kingdom of heaven? What parable shouldn't be using so they will understand what the kingdom of heaven is all about? Now, that's nice. Isn't that nice? And that teaches me something too. First of all, you have to learn something. He's going to talk about a kingdom, and he's going to use a parable. Jesus mainly and all the time, almost all the time, he uses parables. Simple stories that he comes and he tells you, there used to be a little man, and he used to drive a car, and that car used to be red. And one day when he was in the traffic light, he, the light changes, and then he's, he uses the stories that usually happen to them, or they knew about it. And he never, in the majority of the time, he never told some kind of message without saying a parable. I'm going to tell you something else. And this is something that for many of us and many people who study the Bible, it's like every time he said a, a, a parable, the majority of the time, I keep saying every time, the majority of the times, every time he said a parable, he never gives, or he will never, mostly never give, the, I mean, the meaning of that parable, but until later to his disciples. So everybody was like, okay, this is the parable. That's it. You I mean, Jesus goes away and everybody's like, what does that mean? Do you think everybody starts getting their own ideas of what that the parable means? To the point that sometimes the disciples come to him and they say, you know, what does that parable mean? Oh, come on, come sit here. It means this. So Jesus is willing and is ready to tell them what is the kingdom of heaven about. What is it? And he was really thinking about this. Because the first time it went like, woo, fast. They didn't get it. So now the second time, hopefully they are going to get it. And maybe everybody was thinking by then, okay, now he's trying to use some kind of other example. So... Because he's going to use another example. It's going to be something that we are going to understand. Right? The next verse. Verse number 31. Jesus said. It is like. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. It is like a must, mustard seed. Which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such a big branches that the birds on the air can perch on its shade. Okay. <laughs> By then, I cannot imagine 
Peter and all of the disciples and everybody else who was there saying, yes, the kingdom that we are expecting is just like a garden plan. Awesome. It's like me telling you, I mean, you know what? The kingdom of heaven is like, uh, I don't know, you tell me, like, uh, like this plan. This is the kingdom of heaven for you. This is just perfect. Look at that, guys. Isn't that nice? This is the kingdom of heaven. And you're thinking, what? Yeah, look, just like this. Let's leave it there because we're going to talk about the kingdom of heaven. How beautiful. The kingdom of heaven has beautiful leaves and it grows and it's just nice and green. Oh, that means we have to be green? I don't know, but it's green and nice. That doesn't make any sense. The kingdom of heaven is going to be like that. There is something that uh, uh, I like uh, when I came to this country. That's something that, that I really uh, love and I have to admit it. It was that uh, I, I never realized it in Peru. I knew it, but I never really realized it. It was that part of the figure, of the, of the meaning behind this country, behind, you know, who this country is, there is a picture of a bird. And it's not a chicken, isn't it? It's not a dove. It's an eagle, a bald eagle. And every time, and you even see shirts, and every time you see the picture of the bald eagle, it's kind of like mad all the time. <sighs> kind of like ready to do something. I'm American. You notice that? And the eagle has this thing, and they have it, and they're flying in different ways. Every time, every position you see that eagle is flying like, wow, that's an eagle. Yes. But then I go back to my country. I go back to my flag, and I see in the middle we have a picture, you know, that's the seal or whatever you want to call, and they have three sections and one animal right there. And that animal is a llama. I'm thinking, what, we are like llamas? Like, come on, are you, you know, I'm Peruvian. Just think about, I mean, it's different that you are going to say, look, I'm, you know, this country is like an eagle. It flies high and you have that picture. like, man, eagles fight. They go around. They catch them, you know. I mean, they are eagles. Even in Mexico, the picture they have is an eagle and then the feet. I mean, by his, his, this, this eagle is grabbing, what, what, a serpent, right? A serpent, just like that, like, you know, domination. I have a llama. And then when you go around, you check different flags. You even find birds and flowers. Can you imagine just going around with your flag? Yes, with a flower or something. Yeah, we are dominating here. Just think about it. Um, when I use that picture, when I use that idea with this, I can only imagine the same thing with that. We are, I mean, the kingdom is like a garden plant. What, is it oregano? Is it, what is it? A garden plant, so we need to have a garden. Is it beautiful, colorful? Is it good? I mean, like tomatoes, you can have a garden made of tomatoes. I mean, what is it? Oh, what do you mean the kingdom of heaven is like a garden plant? Maybe you're talking about Chile, right? Because it's hot, isn't it? They were probably thinking, what, what, what kind of picture is that? The kingdom of heaven is like a little tiny, tiny seed, master seed, and yeah, it grows to be... Uh, the biggest of the garden plants around? Wow. If you keep looking in some other versions of the Bible, I believe 
King James even translated, not like a garden. I think it does a better job probably. It says like what? If you have a King James. Herb. H-E-R-V, just in case you don't understand me. Herb. The biggest of the herbs. Is that changes something? Herbs. What Do you use herbs to cook? Use herbs to give flavor. Oh, wow, I just use cilantro. I just, you know, oh, wow. I mean, is that what the kingdom of heaven is all about? But then we have Matthew. Matthew is the one that, oh, yeah. Hey, guys, I'm here to defend the kingdom of heaven. And you know what? Many people who study this section of the Bible, they think, because Mark is the one who wrote this first, by the moment Matthew and Luke wrote about it, they were, you know, they did have the book of Mark right there, so... You know what? We want to try to accomplish a better job right here. We are living in a different generation, and we want to try to reach some other people. So this herb and garden plant doesn't really work. So Matthew, many people think that he changed that a little bit to say, okay, let's call this. The kingdom of heaven is going to be like master seed, and it's going to grow like a what? Tree. A big, strong tree. Now, that sounds better, huh? Like a tree. Because after all, Jesus came and he did miracles. After all, Jesus came, he did great things. You can't be saying that the kingdom of heaven is something small like a plant, a herb, a garden plant. No, needs to be something great. A tree, yes. But you realize the master seed that Jesus is talking about that, by the way, is not the yellow one that you go to the store and and you hog dogs or whatever you will, master seed. It's not that. It's the black master seed. And you know what else about this seed? It grows almost anywhere. And they even did have a law to the point that they say, when you have a garden, don't plant master seed next to any of your biggest or more, uh, I don't know, the better plants that you have. Just put it aside. Because once you grab it, it's going to grow and just going to spread all over. And yes, the black mustard seed grows to be probably around eight foot, nine foot, like bushes. Not like a tree. You know what? Jesus was telling them that his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is going to be like a tiny mustard seed. Many people, when they read this section, they said, He's talking about the church. He's not talking about the church. Oh, he's talking about the gospel. He's probably talking about the gospel. He's talking about our mission as a church. We're going to be worldwide. So we start as little as uh, just a few disciples. And then look, we are huge. He's not talking about that. You see, the point for Jesus is not for you to get excited and how big that kingdom is going to be. God is not, I mean, he doesn't work like that. He doesn't work to try to tell you, I'm preparing something huge for you. I'm preparing something that you're going to just going to be, oh, I'm going to have the best car for you. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have the best house for you. That's not the God, I mean, the God that we know in the Bible how he works. If you remember, go back, rewind. When you rewind and you remember a couple of examples, you are going to find David killing the big giant with a what? Little tiny rock. Right? 
You are going to find, going back, talk about Jesus. You are going to have a little kid bringing only a few fish and a few bread to feed over 5,000 people. Just a little bit. God is not the God that wants you to get the picture that, hey, if you come to my kingdom, you're going to be great. And you're going to be, I mean, live in a big house. No, 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 no. He's the kind of God that starts from the little tiny bit to something huge and everything. What am I trying to say? If I read this passage again, verse number 31, it's like a mustard seed which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet, when planted, it grows and becomes the larger of all garden plants. Pastor, garden plant, don't worry about that. Big, don't worry about that. Because at the end, that text, that, that text message, I almost said, the Bible text also said, with such big branches that birds of the air can what? And when you find that word perch and whatever word, when you go to the original, it's not talking about just being there, oh, wow, you know, I'm going to live there forever. That's why I am with this king. It's talking that people are going to find refuge, temporary refuge. That when you have a problem, when someone out there is flying away from their problems, they are going to find refuge in the kingdom of heaven. And that's why the kingdom of heaven is not the church. You know why? Tell me how many of you are noble people here who are supposed to be part of the kingdom of heaven. You are going to find that we all have a problem. We are all sinners. And because we are all sinners, we are all going to find that we have something that probably someone else don't know. Do you know my whole story life? You don't. Do I know your whole story life? I don't. And even if I think I don't, I know you and me, we are hiding something that never are going to hide, hide before the presence of God. Because we are all sinners. Look, this kingdom, if it's the church. If we only interpret it as being the church. Look, this kingdom. A kingdom based of what? Liars. Kingdom based of what? Uh, people who loves women and who knows what, they, who like to drink, people who like to, I mean, you tell me, is this the kingdom? The kingdom of heaven is more than just a church. The kingdom of heaven is more than just a place. And he wants you to focus on what you and I are going to get in that kingdom of heaven. Because in many ways, you and I, we are those birds. In many ways, you and I, we are flying away from many of our problems. And you can have problems at your fam- I mean, with your family right now. You can have problems at work. You can have problems with your kids. You can have problems, and you can have physical problems. You can have a spirit. You can have problems at church. But where do you go? You go to the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is just like that. It's a place where you are going to fly. And you are going to rest. And you know what the beauty about these seeds, the master seeds? They grow 
and they keep dropping seeds everywhere. And many of those seeds are being eaten by the birds who usually come and shade, look for some shade, and they also eat. But these birds keep moving around. These are not birds that stay in one place and, okay, I'm really comfortable right here. So, hey, you know what? Can we have more shade here? Hey, hey, come. No, no, it's not about that. The kingdom of heaven is waiting for me and you. You see, many people think that these birds, even so, these birds, many people think that these birds also not only mean those who run away from problems and they don't know where to go, where to find uh, some, some peace, some shade, some, something good for them. Many think that if you read the story, go back, and you find the story of the good, uh, the, 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 the sower, the, the guy that is putting seed everywhere. Remember the birds coming and eating those seeds? Some people think that those birds are probably going to be also people who are not supposed to be a church. But Jesus is not saying, is not telling, that's what it means. Because the focus is not who is coming. The focus is not who is coming to that kingdom of heaven. The focus is that that kingdom of heaven give you something that you need and I need. What do you need today? What do I need today? You know what? I don't really care if I have a flag with a, with a llama there. I don't care. I don't really care if I have an eagle. I don't really care if I'm trying to portray an image that everybody else is going to say, oh, you are the new pastor here. Wow, yeah, that you are what I picture. What I'm trying to get for me as a person, as a person, I want to get in that kingdom of heaven. Because that kingdom of heaven represents what I need and what I have been missing all this time. You can walk around and look for whatever you want. You can walk around and find solutions wherever you go. But you're never going to find the peace, the shade, the restful place as the kingdom of heaven. That's what the kingdom of heaven is all about. And that's why, you, why Jesus Christ uses this little example. Because I think God is good doing that. You know that? He uses all those things. Usually, all the time, we usually ignore those little details that we said. We go around like, hey, you know. We don't see those little details. But God is always watching. Because those little details and those little tiny things. Or maybe you can even think about yourself. Pastor, look at me. I'm new at church. I don't know that much. Look at me. Pastor, how God can use me? God can do great things even if you think you are little and small. Next week, we are going to talk about the seed. The same seed. Used in a different way. Because God wants you to get the message. It's not about how big is the kingdom. It's not about how the kingdom is portrayed. It's about you going to that place 
where you are going to find the peace, the solutions, the love that you need. You know, it's been vibrating at least 16 times according to this. And I know we don't have 16 people with phones here, but it's okay, you can keep sending text messages. You know, let's see, I'm just going to grab any of these. Making it through and traversed waters. Having problems there, I guess. Needing help to find a job soon. Please pray for me. Needing guidance in days ahead with my spiritual life. Pray for me. My finances are not doing good. And they keep coming, keep this, this keep ring, keep vibrating here. Will grant my wish to have a baby. You know, pray for Bill. Pray for Bill. Pray for my family who is going through big issues. And I can keep reading and reading and still have some more here, still vibrating. We all have problems. We all have issues. And we all need to go under that shade that only the kingdom of heaven can give. I want to take you there because I want to be there. I'm going to pray for these text messages. And just keep sending if you want. Even when the service is done, you keep sending the text message. God knows what we need. He knows that we are struggling every day of our lives. Because that's who we are. We are humans who make mistakes. But don't let that keep you away from the real need that you and I need. God, who shows his love in Jesus Christ, who came and died for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to be in that kingdom. And maybe we were thinking before that that kingdom is something great, huge, powerful, something that we cannot imagine. You keep bringing us back to the idea that it's not about the size. It's not about how glamorous is that kingdom. It's not about how powerful and big is that kingdom. It's not about me finding a place in that kingdom. It's about you creating a place for each one of us. Because we fly away from different things in our lives. We fly away from problems. We fly away from, situa- from finances. We fly away from health issues. We fly away from family problems. We fly away from church problems. And as you were reading with me these text messages, 
all of us, we need to reach to get to that place where we can find the peace that we need, where we can find the answer that we need to our lives. It's not about us. It's about your kingdom. And in that kingdom, you are the king. And in that kingdom, you as a king, you are ready to do things for us. But help us not to fly away. But to come under those trees, those, those leaves. Oh Lord, at this moment, I want to pray for each one of these text messages. You know what's going on. You know exactly what's going on with each one of my brothers and sisters. And as humans, there's nothing else we can do in many ways. But they are sending text messages because they want for you to intervene. Oh Lord, give them the desires of their heart. Answer their prayers. Help us to see that one day, even that we are small before your presence, you are going to help us grow. Grow in such a way that we are going to praise your name at the end. Because we are going to realize that the king is alive. That the king is still working. And the king is coming to take us home soon. Bless this church. In Jesus' name, I want to ask all of this.